uh, if you are open to listen, make a big difference. All the riders, uh, I, I don't like when I see the riders, and I don't think that works most of the time, when the riders is on, on top of everybody. The people around the, uh, the riders have to be on the same level or sometimes on top of the riders. Because when the riders want to take all the decision and want to manage all the people, it's impossible to take always the right, the right decision and to be smart enough to uh, understand uh, everything you have to do. Welcome to Last on the Breaks, the MotoGP podcast. As you can see, we're in a familiar corner here in Mazzano World Circuit, Marco Simoncelli. This time ahead of the Emilia Romagna GP. And we have a, a very big, big guest today. A very big guest today. And he is a 125 world champion, 250 runner-up, MotoGP runner-up, loads of race wins. And the current championship leader, as we record this, yeah, I don't, Andrea I don't, know, when guys, I don't know when you guys will be listening to this, but <laughs> uh, yeah, right now at the moment of recording, he is the world championship leader. Uh, what are we talking about with him on the show today? Well, we're fascinated by hard work beating talent unless talent works hard. And as we've seen from that awesome documentary by Red Bull, shout out, this is not a paid promotion, just well done, guys. Uh, <laughs> there are a few people out in the MotoGP paddock and probably in sport in general who work as hard as Andrea Davizio. Uh, on his performance and well his approach to his entire work ethic essentially um, but Fran I've got to ask well we've got to talk a little bit more about the webisodes and the documentary because we're really fascinated by the psychological approach to it the oh, how would I describe it well we actually we had a debate over it didn't we psychophysiology is what in the actual episodes it says but just the whole psychological aspect of I would argue it awesome. still comes under psychology and but, like neuroscience but it's all about the marriage between body and mind essentially yeah. isn't it and how to get the most of the whole package by making sure that you work on both uh, so like we say in the interview as well he's kind of the poster child for that approach but there are a few riders who uh, have become more and more interested in that so it's definitely something interesting and it's also something that sets him apart a little bit even if there are other guys doing it behind the scenes, in the fact that he's so readily talked about it yeah. and opened those doors. And for quite a reserved rider, traditionally, before, it's been great to see a lot more behind the scenes and have him open up. And as you'll hear, super straightforward guy. And that's, I think, what we all love about him. Yeah, he shoots straight. He looks straight down the barrel and he shoots, doesn't he? That's uh, how Dovey gets it done. Uh, <laughs> now, you're in for a treat as well because it's a bit of a double interview uh, this, this time around because you actually have a little bit of background, Luca Marini. Who doesn't want a bit of background, Luca Marini, I tell you? Exactly. Um, <laughs> the Yamoto <laughs> 2 World Championship leader uh, have, had an interview with BT yeah. Sport whilst we were actually recording this. And uh, so if you notice everyone's looking a little bit uncomfortable and shifty, I think we're all worried about how much we were going to be heard <laughs> in the market. So, okay. yeah, hopefully it's fine. But I will uh, take this moment to just throw to you guys question of the day. Fran, do you want to take it away? Question of the day, who's your favourite rider? Yep. Simple enough. But not only who your favourite rider is, explain to us what is it about this competition and what these guys do that you like the best? Are you an admirer of just talent and the kind of that kind of approach? Do you like the guys who chip away a little bit more and build and build and build every day? 
are you interested in the psychological side or do you just want to see bikes racing yeah. and that's everything for you yeah fair and bashing elbow rubbing that's what some we'll people see, are into isn't it <laughs> um, so yeah and make sure make sure you leave a comment below either on youtube the youtube video version of this hello you can see our beautiful masked up faces um <laughs> or, or um use the hashtag MotoGP podcast on twitter that's another fine way to get in touch with us both as well um and of course we will jump in the comments come say hello so be nice because we also want to be nice you can't see me smiling underneath the mask this is a problem especially <laughs> when you have these sunglasses yeah. sunglasses and mask combo that's no how i are. accidentally ignored eric granado for an entire two-hour flight earlier in the season oh dear but uh, you know the things you have to do with the protocol well so without further ado let's dive in then to undaunted dovi and, and luca marini <laughs> half hour with the championship leader as we record andrea welcome to the podcast Thank you. Thank you for giving us your time. <laughs> Thank you. And it's a very busy time. And even worse, we now victimise you just as you become the championship leader again, just to add a little bit more stress. <laughs> but thanks yes. for talking to us. I'm happy to have that stress. <laughs> it's a good stress, right? <laughs> so we want to talk to you about a few different things. Not so much about this season or anything specific. More about you. Um, and also talk to you about a few things that came up in the documentary you did recently because you've always seemed quite a quiet kind of reserved rider for a long time and then suddenly you gave Red Bull such amazing access went into so much detail was so open so hopefully now this podcast will be a little bit less torturous if you're used to opening up uh, but I think first of all though like we said we want to talk about what you like as well as who you are and Supercross was a good one yeah absolutely <laughs> no, I mean, where Matt accidentally stalked you in yeah. Nashville yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if you remember I remember you're in right Minneapolis right. 2018 I remember right you right. were just on the phone I, to the police yeah. like this guy because <laughs> I saw at breakfast yes, yes someone in Ducati Motorcoach 6 so I was like I know him. <laughs> and then I went to the gym to go and do my three kilometers of running. <laughs> there you were, Boston. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to think I'm stalking him. Um, but uh, Supercross, you, every year, you seem to take that holiday and you're like, yes, I'm yes. going to Supercross. Why is that? Obviously, you love it. Yes, fortunately, we have uh, a part of this year. Normally, Argentina and Texas, uh, one week off. and. Uh, it's the best uh, moment to take uh, a week in California yeah. to ride uh, in a California tracks and it's a dream uh, for amateur motocross rider because it's easy there is an easy track uh, and alpinists are helping me to, to prepare the bike and all the stuff I need with my friends so uh, normally it's four, four or five days uh, in a perfect way you have a house uh, in front of the beach with a big truck, alpinist truck uh, with a bike and in the morning you're going to the truck and having fun. And, but the Supercross for us is, uh, especially for me, is so nice and I follow everything about yeah. motocross. So be able to go and watch a race there, doesn't matter if I have to take another flight. Jet lag, <laughs> always worth it, and uh, with the snow because yeah, yeah. that, like that time 30 was... degrees in Argentina exactly. and then the snow. Oh my god, <laughs> but for me, it's so nice also because when you're going there, you have a, uh, the possibility to speak with the riders and see everything inside. So it's really nice. I, when I'm at home uh, with the jet lag, I'm, I'm following also the, the qualifying practice really? because I really, I'm really interested to understand 
what the ride is, is doing, not just the final result. Yeah, so it's, they seem to love MotoGP as well. It's <laughs> yeah. a very happy marriage we have between you guys and then all of them always trying to come to a race of ours. So that's cool. That sounds very Dovey style, the <laughs> studying and being interested yeah. in, not just yeah. the final result. Exactly. So that's something obviously that we wanted to talk to you about. But first of all, this paddock, there's a lot of glitz, glamour, that kind of stuff. You seem quite often more sort of like, well, I'm going to go on my camping holiday <laughs> and completely get away from that. <laughs> Is that what you kind of tend to do away from the track? That you want to just separate it completely and kind of have a more simple easy kind of chill out time at home or not just to separate but just because i love to to live like that and also because almost every riders uh, came from that situation because uh, normally in uh, if you are italian rider you came from a pocket bike race and mini cross and uh, uh, normally you live in, in a camping with a motor <laughs> small van uh, with all the other riders and family and this is the, 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 the normal situation after when you came to the world championship everything changed especially in the MotoGP uh, but I love to live in that way so it's not just about when I go home I want to be relaxed and live in a different way is uh, is what I would like to do also every day because uh, I love to, to make uh, amateur race with motocross because in the way you prepare the track, you, in the way you live the two days, is completely different. And I came from motocross. This is my first sport. So I never forget. forget. That is so awesome. I really, I really love that. That was the biggest surprise for me, watching your documentary, to seeing at the same time a couple of days before a race, you and your family, your closest people, just having a barbecue with paper plates. <laughs> um, so, but a couple of other things came up in that documentary. Support system I wanted to talk about with your, with your family, your closest friends. Because it's not just you who is looking for improvements, it looks like them too. And how important is that support system around you? A lot. Uh, everything is so important to achieve the important result in MotoGP because uh, the level is so high. But I mean, in the way we live at home is normal for us. It's yeah. not because we created that event and we want to live in that way. When we are at home, we live like that. And uh, I'm a precise person. I really want everything perfect. I'm, I'm trying to work in every details when I'm at the race weekend. Also when I'm at home, I'm trying to be really precise on what I'm doing. But uh, I love that word. I love that word is dirty yeah. <laughs> and really relax. Uh, I, I feel more comfortable in that, uh, in that situation. Um, in MotoGP, you found a completely different situation, but like in every world, there is a positive and negative. Uh, in MotoGP, the, 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 you can work with a, a lot of professional people, and that is not easy to find it, especially in motocross. Uh, there is still a lot of people with a lot of experience but uh, not a lot of engineers are there mm. what uh, you can find is in MotoGP so positive and negative like every in every world yeah, yeah. okay that's interesting 
So obviously, if we're going to talk to you, we have to talk about the psychology and that side of it. Because you, you're kind of the poster child for this now in MotoGP, although I'm sure you're not the only one. We've also had Sam Lewis went into it a little bit, but then shut down the question a bit, like, I don't want to talk about it more, <laughs> last week in uh, Moto2. But it is an interesting one, and it seems to be something that you've also been kind of doing behind the scenes a lot longer than maybe we know, and it's a really important part of who you are as a rider. What made you think about that more? Because I think it seems to be quite ignored by a lot of competitors that there are the two sides to winning and it's body and mind that work together? Yes, it's uh, not that easy to explain. Uh, the, the, the positive things in this in MotoGP is that uh, it doesn't exist one way to be a champion. And this is nice because uh, you can uh, find a lot of uh, way to become a champion, a fast rider, a winner. So this is good and every rider have to understand and the people around the riders make the big 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 difference the family but especially the people around the riders i can see many times and many riders unfortunately in the paddock with a big talent but uh, um, getting led down the wrong path maybe not or able to advice. work uh, in in in, uh, in in every details and uh, I think I, I'm, I'm uh, lucky because uh, I meet a lot of uh, really good person. One of them is my manager and helped me from 2003. Wow. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, it's a long still... story. It's a long story. Wow. We start like this and after year by year, our relation become uh, more important. And uh, I understood he was a really a good person to to speaking about and he is completely different than me and this helped me sometimes this is the best thing right <laughs> help me because every time you have a problem or you you you, you look uh, the race or the life in one way and to have a, a completely uh, different picture of the same things uh, if you are open to listen make a big difference all the riders, uh, I, I don't like when I see the riders, and I don't think that works most of the time, when the riders is on, on top of everybody. Yeah. The people around the, uh, the riders have to be on the same level or sometimes on top of the riders. Because when the riders want to take all the decision and want to manage all the people, it's impossible to take always the right, the right decision and to be smart enough to uh, understand uh, everything you have to do. That so, makes sense. Like in any job, you would never manage every single department yourself. Exactly. So, Especially yeah, if you sense. are a rider because you have to do a lot of things. Uh, you are uh, very stressful most of the time. You have to pass most of the time your limit. So I think you need a different person to to give you a uh, different picture and uh, help help you to found the points where you have to be better because you believe in a lot of things but you can't understand everything. It sounds in English, I think the people you described are called yes men. Yes, so people are <laughs> exactly. like when you, you have too many of those. Yes, <laughs> did you ever did you ever have that in your career? Because of course, as a world champion, at some point you know you're have people it's, it's normal. It's normal yeah. when you become uh, famous. Uh, it's so easy to found uh, a yes man, 
and uh, it's always nice to 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 hear <laughs> yes man, <laughs> but doesn't work most of the time. So is uh, is nice, uh, and is the difficult is a difficult part for us to understand who is real or not. Mm. But it's normally li- like every famous person. Um, but on on long term doesn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, watching obviously a lot of the research into this podcast has come from the documentary and the webisode. Something I have to ask. I can't let you go before I ask this. <laughs> In the documentary, there's a part where you're listening to two very familiar voices about after your victory over Mark in Austria. <laughs> what I want to know is, did you actually listen to our podcast or was or that dubbed over in the, Was that part of the documentary? Normally, I don't watch the racing. I don't hear you. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, 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 the guy created the, the documentary. Yeah. Um, opened my mind on that because normally you watch the race in Italian... Uh, TV. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. normal. Interesting. Uh, but to hear and it's nice. Yeah, yeah. But to hear that in a different language, and to different people, yeah. especially in that kind of victory, it was so nice. Uh, and so emotional. Yeah, yeah. For me. It's it's super cool, right? We yeah. quite often on MotoGP.com with those last lap battles, we do a video with loads of different languages. Yes. And it's so cool so nice. listening yeah. to other people. Like, I love the Italian. I understand most now, <laughs> but it's just a completely different way completely of commentating different. on it. But it's, it's really nice. It's it so really good. Nice. Um, wanted to uh, go back to support systems. Um, just because, uh, like you said there, it's a shame to see so many riders seemingly almost lonely uh, without a correct support system around them. And I, I'm also a firm believer with every rider is an individual way of getting to the top. But do you think a support system, whether it's, for example, with Fabio Quattararo, with Tom, you know, is every rider needs a support system around them? You can't be a lone wolf. Is that is that a fair thing to say? You can't be it, a lone wolf to do it on your own. Uh, it's difficult, not impossible, hmm. but it's very, very difficult. Um, Especially in MotoGP now, I think uh, all the effort is on the MotoGP championship. The company, the manufacturer, work uh, a lot uh, to create a good bike. And now every bike uh, is able to win the race with a different characteristic. But so this means every every weekend everything is open, and that yeah. is very difficult to manage because in the past, uh, more or less, all, always the same rider. In the race are there like you sign for a factory you have a certain expectation maybe exactly. your worst will be fifth yeah, yeah. yeah now it's not especially this year it's not anymore like that and it's very difficult to manage because uh, from the mental side especially because you have your idea and you go on the track and everything is completely different so you have to stay calm and work in a lot of, de- a lot of details and understand why that is is very difficult and you can see some really talent rider uh, destroyed everybody and after three races uh, going down in a rut so it's ve- because it's not that easy to understand when you're going slow why uh-huh. there is wow that's interesting so on that and the details in your approach and who you've become as a rider obviously you've been runner-up twice now 
loads of race wins. Your first one was way back when at a slightly wet Donington. Then you had quite a few years where you didn't. Then 2016, which was also the year I think we had the four first time winners for the last time. And yeah. then that's just happened again now. Um, so it, but that was an incredible season. So many different winners. Yeah. You were one of them. From that point onward, does that have an effect? Or is it that, okay, it seems like that from the outside, but the reality is that was coming anyway. And it's all these things in the background. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit long story because... <laughs> um, we have time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, let me go. <laughs> Because uh, a result never comes from one reason, hmm. especially in this level. So uh, there, there, there is a big effort from many people, many things. So uh, it happened one day, the victory, but, but. Uh, there is a long story behind. Everyone. Um, the, in that year, on, uh, during the summer, I did uh, also, uh, I don't know in English. Probably in Italiano. Un corso. Un, uh, oh, of course. Of course, eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> of one week. Yeah. There was, there was also my girlfriend, and it was really nice, a really unusual, especially for a MotoGP rider, yeah. to do that, but it was a, a so nice experience and help me to understand a lot of things about uh, uh, the people. And that helped me to manage uh, the, all the situation on your private life and on a professional, your professional life oh. in a completely different uh, way, different approach. And also that helped me to, to make a step. Oh. So I, we become stronger and stronger because the bike was better and better. Uh, and then you became stronger and stronger and <laughs> the, 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 your mind uh, if your mind um, can uh, uh, I don't I forgot the name uh, con condis conditionare oh to, to con condition? You condition your mind yeah yeah, yeah. You can like train your mind yeah, yeah? not your mind everything everything ah. okay. you can uh, condition, condi conditioner. Yeah, yeah, condition, you can say condition, yeah. yeah. Everything, if you want. Oh. It's not okay. that easy, but no, no. <laughs> uh, you have more power than what you think. That is awesome. Can I just uh, ask? Sorry, was that a, the course was a self-help psychology course? What was it? Not really. It was more uh, explain uh, how uh, the people are. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, right. Not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that help helped me. Uh, to, to, to manage the situation in a better way. I love that. And uh, when everything is on the limit, a small things can make a big effect. Brilliant. And uh, also that helped me. And uh, also my confidence improved a, a bit more and it was enough to start to win and be able to approach, because the approach did a, the biggest difference wow. to everything, not for the race. It's your approach to life almost, yeah, yeah. how you take everything. Before is the life yes. and after you can bring that uh, to the race. Okay, so on understanding people then, we're also going to ask you about rivalry. Because here sometimes you have really close evil rivalry on track and then friends off track. Mm. You have evil rivalry on track, hatred in personal <laughs> life. You have a mixture of whichever. You've always seemed pretty 
relaxed, not really getting into that. Kind of like Danny Pedrosa always was the guy sat in the <laughs> middle of the press conference while yeah, the yeah. argument happens. You also seem very zen about a lot of that. Is that also because you understand, okay, so he's saying this because of this, he's saying this because of this, I don't need to answer. <laughs> or how do you take that rivalry on a personal level? Uh, I watch and I approach that in, in a bit different way than most of the rider because I believe uh, uh, I don't like to be against somebody. Uh, this is not my uh, target. Um, and I don't care if I can give to the competitor some, uh, some advance. I don't care. I mean, if you are better than me because you are able to do the same things in a better way, you are better. I don't, I don't, I don't care because I think you have to, have to be focused on yourself. Yeah. And if you believe on yourself and you want to win, maybe you will win. I don't care about all that <laughs> stuff. So I'm really relaxed to the competitors. Uh, not everybody because uh, somebody is, uh, <laughs> is working uh, against that but uh, no names needed no don't names, worry but uh, <laughs> I, I'm I, my approach is completely relaxed because um, I'm okay uh, with, 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 with the people and uh, with the riders and I don't like to say wrong things I mean most of the riders uh, year by year become too uh, political. Mm. I, I don't like. I don't like that. I mean, to, to sp I don't think it's good to speak bad in a, if, to the other riders or to the other people. But you have to be fair. You have to say what you really think. But most of the riders are not like that. And I, and, I, and I don't like from so from outside you can see ah there is a good relation but it's not true <laughs> most of the time it's not like that <laughs> and from me you can't see that you can understand if there is a problem or not I don't I don't like to create the problem but uh, you can easily see if there is a problem or not and uh, if somebody makes something against me I can be angry, but a part of that, I really, I'm really relaxed about fighting on the track. And it's very difficult to become a friend outside of the, the race. I can you imagine can have like a, a good true relation. friend is difficult, right? You can have a good relation, yeah. but become a friend, unfortunately, is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. I understand. That's, I really appreciate you telling us that. It's a really That's cool perspective. Because you are always as well. I think Steve Day always says it when you have like a live debrief on one of the shows they're doing. If you're positive about the day, you're positive about the day. And if you're not, you say, oh, yeah, some good, yeah. some no. Like, yeah. It's always very straight kind of down the line. So that's cool. That's interesting. We have to do one more thing before we, we let do. you go because we're very conscious. We've only got half an hour. <laughs> but uh, we have a small quick fire round courtesy of Kenwood who provide the walkie talkies, the radios uh, okay. for MotoGP. So thank you, Kenwood. This is as our always. sponsor segment where we have yes. to say that we love them every week, <laughs> which is true, of course. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's only a few quick fire questions. But if you want to expand, go ahead. All good for us. But first question is, and I think I know the answer because you're Italian, coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> that was too cool. wow that was tea <laughs> <laughs> to be fair like, I am an, I'm a national traitor with that one because I am coffee, coffee like coffee. like 
engine oil coffee exactly. straight away in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> so who was your motorcycling hero growing up? Uh, it was Kevin's fans, but the reality was more because my father really loved him and I raced with 34 hmm. for yeah, most yeah, of, of my career. Okay, that was nice and easy. What about motocross? I was wondering if you'd say someone motocross <laughs> instead. <laughs> motocross, uh, too many. Uh, <laughs> I'm using the number four also for Carmichael. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, he was uh, unbelievable and uh, a really, uh, I, don't, I don't know in English, humile? Um, humble. Humble. Oh, humble. 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 Yeah. I like that. Awesome. I feel like with my northern accent and the mask, it's like humble. <laughs> humble. <laughs> um, what is the ultimate food selection for oh. a Dovey family barbecue? What would you choose to have on the barbecue? The sauce. You mean? No, meat. No, meat. 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 Ev- Vegetables, anything. Uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. meat ever. Unfortunately, I love to eat uh, everything. <laughs> you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing about being a dad? Well, uh, when your daughter calls you dad, yeah. sounds strange and uh, unique. Yeah. Uh, this is nice. Oh, like that. Have you ever been starstruck by someone before? I don't understand. No. So it's like if, so for example, if Madonna walks in and you're like, oh, it's Madonna, that kind of feeling. Or Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> yeah. Nervous. I don't know why I went for the most, <laughs> the worst example. But, but the question is? Have you ever felt like that ah, with okay, someone, okay. like someone famous or that you, oh, that well, you've that, looked up to? I'm pretty relaxed. So uh, also because Sometimes I'm in an opposite situation. And people are like, oh Yeah, I mean, it's nice to feel that, but I don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I feel that, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> cool. what, what is your favorite motocross or supercross documentary series? Uh, the Red Bull. Uh, Motorspy? Motorspy. Exactly. It's pretty good, eh? Because, yeah. yeah. You can see, um, you can live the year. Because it's a three race, yeah. every more or less three, four race. The biggest fan ever right here. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Uh, what's your favorite way to relax? A day of motocross. That's not <laughs> relaxing, Dobby. Uh, for, me, for me, yes. <laughs> the, 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 the preparation of the van. It's funny, like... And, uh, and, and the day at the track, for me, yes. Brilliant. It's like, if you say to me, I'm doing a day of motocross, I'm like, God, this is the <laughs> yeah. biggest physical challenge of my life. <laughs> also, also. <laughs> um, one, uh, one last question then, we'll let you go. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, is to, to enjoy what you're doing. It, it sounds it sound, uh, normal. But when you arrive in, in this level, it's not that easy. And you, sometimes you lose the way about that because you are too focused and involved about the result. Uh, you forgot uh, what you are doing and why you are doing. And to come back on the way is very important. And it was very important for me. I feel awesome. like those things in life that sound so simple, 
Yeah. When you but take them to the next level and you really get it to click, yeah. it's actually kind of a life changer, isn't it? I agree, 100%. Cool. Thank you very right. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Before we go, of course, things you need to go look up on the internet and go and surf it and this and that. Dovi said it himself. I think the, well, the Red Bull documentary they did on him and then also his favorite series, Moto Spy Supercross. Top recommend. What about you, Fran? Yeah, I'm going to recommend some of our homegrown content. Uh, I would say watch the Sepanguin in 2016. That mm. was a great moment. See him back on the top step after 10 years. But then also the final corners and the final lap battles with Mark Marquez that he's been a part of so often. For me, the best overtake for quite a long time is Austria last year Yeah. at the final corner. It's so perfect uh, <laughs> that it's just too much to take. Wow. Uh, no favoritism in who wins or who's not, just pure yeah. love for that move. Check it out again and remind yourself of what this guy can do. I would, so, yeah, um, I think that's... Uh, I would add, actually, because, of course, question of the day before we go. Uh, Ask him who's people's favourite rider is. I would say my actual answer to that, and is in a lot of those cases, is my favourite rider is the underdog in a given situation. Yeah, Whether it's often. a championship underdog or even a race underdog, just love it. And that's what that move was. It was a great underdog move. And especially when we talk so much about track limits lately, oh, that was... <laughs> Perfectly, perfectly within precision. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love next, it. <laughs> well, we're actually back in, aren't we? In a couple of weeks, because a week from now, we're actually recording our next episode. So we're bringing you back bi-weekly podcasts. Yes, Fantastic. hopefully, uh, barring any technical disasters or, of course, natural disasters that get in the way. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, as ever. Let us know what you think, and, uh, yeah, have a very good week, wherever you are. This is the San Marino News. Checking out. <laughs> you won't get that if you're only listening to audio. <laughs> <laughs>